Exactly. Welcome back to the newest episode. I believe this is episode eight of Between Us Agents. How's everyone doing? How's everyone's week? What's everyone drinking? I feel like three-day weekends are a scam, and I paid the price this Tuesday. Yep. I, I feel, feel like that. it was a glorified effort of everybody coming back Ooh, to work on Tuesday. Did even we lose Sean? Weekend. I think you know so. What? I think we lost Sean. Everybody coming back with either a slight hangover or just regretting going back to work. But not in real estate. People always work in real estate. That's true. People always do work in real estate. Sean, I think we lost you for like a hot second, but mm-hmm. that's all right. Well, in the playback of this podcast, we'll be able to, it'll just be me and Sam being like this and then you talking. So that's, that's, what's, <laughs> that's what we're going to do. But anyways, um, moving back, moving back to the podcast, a couple topics that we have this week, investors pull back on buying homes in Florida and also buyers turn to real estate agents for financial advice which is terrifying by the way. And then also we're going to take a look at the Florida active inventory chart and then just some personal stuff, passions outside of real estate. We all know Sam's it's ice baths. We all know Sean. <laughs> he likes to do yard work. So mm. huge, we'll get to that. Huge, huge stuff going on. Um, all right. So just kind of digging into the initial article, it talks about um, from Florida Realtors. Investor purchases dropped almost by half year to year in the first quarter. Um, in Florida, it ranged from 56% decline in Jacksonville to 29% in West Palm Beach, um, which is kind of where I live. So um, investors purchased 48% fewer homes in the first quarter of 2023 than they did a year earlier according to Redfin. Hmm. How do they track that data? Just looking at like LLCs? I mean, mm-hmm. I think marking if you're going to be an owner occupant or not, right? That would be one way. Yeah. Yeah. Or if they have so a business entity set up. Yeah. yeah. That, that sounds like a full-time job. For mm-hmm. I will say that like 50% of me believes that all the status statistics oh my gosh statistics and real estate are completely made up mm-hmm. maybe so then let's just scrap the whole rest of the show and just not talk about <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah because 60 percent of the time it works every time right yeah <laughs> i'm just saying like data is really it's how you look at it 100 percent. yeah yeah you know so well i mean definitely. it kind of makes sense because wasn't it was it 2022 when they they made it. <laughs> oh, amazing. Amazing. No, back to what I was saying. But for the most part, remember when they added the lenders had to add like a certain fee to yeah. second home buyers? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Which kind of killed probably the majority of that, them, them buying. So I also mm-hmm. wonder if it's not just investors, but second homes including in this, yeah, this stat. That would make yeah. sense. The only way that makes sense to yeah. pull the data, I think that it would have to include the people that are purchasing them. Purchasing them is just like non-owner occupant, which would be right. second yeah. homes. All right. the snowbirds, is, of course, in this area, of course. Do you feel like that's because the market is tighter or do you feel like that's because some investors are holding their breath and they think that values are going to drop? Mm. People still think that? 
Elon Musk allegedly went out on Twitter this week and said, like, mm-hmm. it's all going to fall down. <laughs> like, yeah. So, yeah. Well, it, it, that definitely is a mindset for some people that the sky is always falling. Yeah. And we can never please those people. That's true. But, but most of the time, those people are our clients. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And then we have to dig them out of a rut true. to think, hey, this is the expectations <laughs> that you're hearing on the news and the media. And Elon Musk just ignore Twitter for X amount of Twitter. time and we got to dig them out of a hole every time. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I mean, and then I you got to think about how much of that is uh, interest rate related too. Cause I mean, during that portion, I mean, it's skyrocketed up to what? Almost 7.2, 7.3 at that point. I mean, As obviously we're gone down yeah. a little bit, but yeah. I mean, it's peaked at that point. Not only that too, is like a lot of it, and we kind of see it from our own perspective too in our model of obviously the portal visits being down 40% after that Q4 section and Q3 tail end of Q3 of 2022. And then Q4 of course had the biggest impact when interest rates were so volatile that they skyrocketed like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously that had a lot of impact on investors out there, maybe not institutional investors, but maybe just the private investors on how they saw the market going. Well, I don't know if we really see the data of institutional investors buying. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe that is out there somewhere. Um, I know that there has been like news articles about it, about like institutions buying huge like communities and stuff yeah, like that. Like entire but, neighborhoods. Like, entire neighborhoods, mm-hmm. yeah. But I mean, in my market, I do not see that. You know, I see builders building, but it's it's not like that. So, like. Mm-hmm. that back to the data probably made up you know <laughs> i don't know mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, um so any any other thoughts before we move on i think the next article is kind of interesting no i think it's a good well, thing one thing right? i will say about this maybe to finish it off is yeah we're also kind of seeing airbnbs um not be so popular for investors. I feel yeah. like mm-hmm. the last like three years, there's been all these social media influencers, whatever, selling these programs on how like get rich using Airbnbs. Yeah. And then people realized that it's a lot more difficult than it seems. Um, and we're also seeing, I think, I think, um, back to data here. But I think most, I think Airbnb said um, bookings were down like 60%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of um, like municipalities have really cracked down on allowing short-term rentals, especially at least in my area. Um, and so it's really hard to find a property that qualifies in an area that would be desirable enough to be a good Airbnb investment for you. In addition, um, I was theoretically playing like, oh, could we Airbnb our house at some point? And the rates are insane right now. Yep. Like the last time I went to Europe, I stayed in Airbnbs the entire time. This trip coming up, it was way less expensive to do hotels almost yeah. everywhere. Yeah. I think in our first podcast episode, I said this. I said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm long Because yeah, they basically can run their own ship by cleaning fees booking fees whatever kind of fees they want to throw in there to kind of reduce the risk and liability there obviously there's some liability involved but 
Well, it used to be Airbnb, like, when I first heard of Airbnb, it was like my friend sleeping on someone's couch. And I'm like, I would never do that. You know what I mean? Like, that's, yeah. that's how I, I think that's a I different website now. It. It's like couch surfer. <laughs> I have a friend that does that when he travels internationally. I think that that's different now. <laughs> that's wild. And also, I mean, that, that is a, a different experience. It's yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's ballsy for sure. I think it's something that like, don't hate me for saying this guys. I think it's a luxury that only a man could afford. Like, That's as what a I was female, say. I would never Terrifying. be like, Oh, I'm going to go to this foreign country where like I do, or I do not speak the language. And I'm not going to have my own room where I can lock the door. I'm going to sleep on somebody's mm-hmm. couch and share a bathroom with them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Terrifying. Mm-hmm. Imagine like, I, I can't imagine like a, a, my sister doing that or yeah. Um, you know, daughter or something like that. That's mm. terrifying. Yeah. yeah. Even Airbnb, when I was looking to book this trip, like you had the option to share a place. You had your own separate room, but in the description be like, yeah, I only use the bathroom at like 5 a.m. So you're totally fine to it any other time. <laughs> like, wait a second. It's <laughs> <laughs> almost like a showing schedule. It's like telling your sellers that you can only be there during certain times of the day. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Crazy. When do they um, move to the model of where they have an hourly rate rather than a daily rate? Yep. <laughs> Airbnb does motels. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. Sean, let's like off camera talk about that. You know, yeah. we'll start our own thing. Yep. We'll sidebar. <laughs> yeah. Um, fifty-five percent, according to Zillow, of home buyers say real estate agents help them understand the home financing process. Um, obviously buying a home can be confusing and most mm-hmm. of the time a real, a realtor is already showing you the home and you are all just kind of talking about finances anyways. Um, but that is a little, little bit terrifying in my mm-hmm. personal opinion. <laughs> for a realtor to give some financial advice as far as the home buying process when it comes to finances. Obviously we know how it works because we do it mm-hmm. every day. Um, but like, just talk to a lender first, Sam, Sam's, Sam's I would be really interested to know like what they consider advice, right? Like put yourself mm-hmm. in a client's shoes that doesn't know anything about the home buying process. They spend the most amount of time, especially in person with their realtor. Their realtor is the one that helps them navigate the offer rating process. Um, We are exposed to it every single transaction. So we know if it makes more sense for our client to um, finance and closing cross help if they have less cash to close or if it makes more sense for them to use some of their money that they save for a down payment towards buying points. Like obviously your lender is going to be the one true source of information for that, but being that they have the most exposure to the realtor in the situation, I think it's inevitable that the realtor is going to assist them in, in navigating that. Right. Well, I feel like on the more general sense of the topics about understanding what their monthly payment and what the, all the fees that are associated to that, um, obviously with like a CD and stuff like that, like obviously getting down to the root of what it's going to cost on that specific house is one thing. But just understanding it from a general sense, I feel like we have to have some kind of financial sense to pass along to people and be like, listen, HOA rates are gone up from last year to this year by five, 10%. Like, 
let's understand that that potentially could happen with this new phase. All of us that are working or yeah. live in new construction, our HOAs can bump it. I mean, I know once you homestead a property, you can only, the taxes can only go up by a certain amount percentage, but HOAs, I mean, it's like a self-governing body when it comes to that. So uh, helping them out with that aspect, I feel like that's partially that falls on us. Um, obviously with the advisement of the actual lender that's involved, of course, but that's not even the sense of understanding the kind of payment when it comes to obvious cash buyers is completely different, but, um, making them understand that the offer that they put up for the cash offer that happens is going to be the best interest for them, not just to mess around with what's going on in the market, but also what's going to happen five, 10 years down the road when they go to either sell it or lease it out or whatever they choose to do with it moving forward. So I guess, I guess like looking back at past conversations or thinking back at, at past conversations, you want to, let them know that there's closing costs. I think that is like probably like the biggest, um, if you've never bought a house before, like you're like, I have to come up with 10% plus like closing costs. Like what I have 10% saved. And so, you know, you like to kind of be upfront with them before they, you know, kind of have Before you show them too many properties and they want to write an offer and they don't understand. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, you kind of have to give them that. um, Just be upfront with them. You know, plant that seed that it kind of does cost. Unless you get the seller to to pay closing costs, which we are seeing. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the the headline of that article, though, made me like immediately concerned for, oh, no, we're giving financial advice. (laughs) Yeah. Right? And Mm -hmm. there's, in my opinion, a big difference between helping educate a client on what happens in the market, what's the part of the normal home buying process, and then actually giving financial advice. Um, When I read that, it kind of jogged my memory. I just met this team lead a couple weeks ago, and I'm chatting with him and, and trying to, like, you know, take my big ideas away from this networking event. He said that his whole value proposition is that he is giving financial expertise. Like when he approaches a client, it's mm. not let's let me help you buy a house or let me make sure that your monthly payments what you want. It's how can I expand your wealth with this purchase or this sale? How are we going to okay. grow your your wealth essentially? It's his entire value proposition. Right. And I think that that is right in line with your initial concerns of you're not a financial expert just because yeah. you have a real estate license. Yeah. Yep. Obviously, we want everyone to make money, right? Yeah. We can't promise anything. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think We're you just... have to be really cautious to. I never use the word advice in my business, in my real estate business. I'm never giving you advice. Do I'm you telling say you what this your is a good invest- investment? I would never say that. Mm. Mm. I'm also like a much, much more of a, you guys know that I'm much more of a stickler for like the fine print and like the way mm. that I go about things. I think that people in this profession say, oh yeah, I think it's a good investment, just kind of willy nilly. And at the end of the right. day, I'm always concerned about what did I put in writing? You know, what could come back and haunt me? I want to paint the full picture. Here's what I think. Here's what my projections are. Here's where I see this area going. However, 
I'm not. That's just my professional opinion. Right, right. exactly. You I'm going to give you my professional into. opinion of value yeah. or of your investment. Obviously, yeah. it's a third-party opinion on it. I mean, not necessarily even third-party because you're still involved with the transaction. But yeah. without circumventing the fact that you're not tying yourself to any kind of advice that's well out of your scope of your license, it's a lot, especially yeah. when it comes well, to the mortgage side. If something breaks and you sold them a house, mm -hmm. right? Um, that's probably the, the, I mean, maybe not all people, but you're going to get a client that thinks it's your fault. Oh, yeah. for sure. You sold right, me this house. Why there's a difference between saying, yes, this fridge is brand new. It's going to last you 10 years. I'm absolutely sure of it. You're going to be totally fine. And saying mm -hmm. this fridge was just purchased in the last year. Their life expectancy is eight to 10 years. You right. should be fine, but life happens, right? There's a huge difference. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah, That's a great reminder to being more, not necessarily specific about each individual case, but giving generalized advice. Well, sorry, not advice, your opinion or <laughs> anything like that. My professional opinion is. My professional, my, my professional opinion is your yeah. roof is not going to get affected. So then what, so someone comes to you, when is a good time to buy, buy Sam? Sean? When is a good time, time to buy? buy? Tricky. Um, always. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's uh, any realtor's answer to that question, right? I think the right time to buy is when you are financially ready to purchase, when you have a good idea of what the purpose of your purchase would be. Is it for investment? Is it for yourself? Are you going to be using it for vacation purposes? Like what are your goals? And then does this particular property or this particular time help you reach those goals in an efficient manner? Ditto. Yeah. I mean, when you find the right house that meets your family's needs and your finances are in order. Bam. Bada bing, yep. bada boom. It's as easy as that. Yeah. Um, Especially living within your means as well. I think that's the one of the hardest things that people just don't understand is that, and not to say that we're ever going to give legal or kind of financial advice here, but when you talk about numbers and the monthly payment and they get that aspect of saying, okay, well, I got a pre-approval for 200000 from XYZ Mortgage, that they see that number and they're like, oh, I could definitely achieve that. But then they forget the bills they forget the upkeep they think the hoa they think they forget about all that aspect yeah. to where we can give them generalized advice of saying that hey you really should live within what you're comfortable with right but not go not overstepping the bounds i think that's a really hard topic for some people to it's a really tough pill to swallow for most people to say hey listen i'm going to take a lower valued home for that payment that's going to last me for that property that I do want, but I want to make it my own kind of thing. Yeah. So. One of my first mentors um, gave real salesman vibes. And so I learned all of my best lines from him. And my favorite way to explain that to clients is still to this day. Listen, I want you to like me after the transaction. I want you to call me up. I'm your favorite pal. You refer me business all the time. And frankly, if I let you buy this house and you can only afford to eat peanut butter and jelly every night and you can never go and buy filet mignon, you're never going to call me. You're going to hate me because you're house poor. So let's find you a house within your budget so that at least twice a week you're eating something delicious and that you love. Um, 
And that really helps paint a picture for clients. It's not about maxing out your payments and maxing out what you qualify for. It's mm -hmm. making sure that you're comfy. For sure. Yeah. Robbie's like, I eat filet mignon every night. Carnivore yeah. diet all the way. <laughs> <laughs> I would never eat jelly. <laughs> Yeah, there's seed so many oils. seed oils and jelly. It's disgusting. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's disgusting. Have you ever read, what, uh, read one of those labels? It's it's brutal. Um, but yeah, that's the, I mean that's a good point. You want you want your clients to come back to you. Mm. So um, when you're when you're selling them a house, it's not just that that sale that you should be thinking about. It's that future relationship that you're building with them. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. By also not buying them closing gifts, like Sam said. <laughs> Listen, if we got you a house you can afford, you can go buy your own cutting board. That's it. Figure it out. <laughs> got him. I got I just saved you four thousand dollars on this house. You can buy four thousand cutting boards, okay? I do not want to know the quality of cooking instruments you have in your kitchen, Robbie, if that's the math that you just did. Yeah, that's terrible math. That ten dollar cutting board. He's just working $1. on a stump in the backyard beside the grill. It's just a stump. Yeah, you actually uh, all you need is like a, a chainsaw. cutting board. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> cool. Here's a fun stat, and we're gonna attempt to uh, share my screen this week. So give me a moment. All right. Oh no. Here we go. Can you guys see it? Yes. Oh, mm -hmm. this is month supply of inventory. Also a good one, <laughs> <laughs> which is not the one that I want to go for, but it is a good one. Um, basically, this just talks about we kind of um, talk about the when we're talking with our. Why do I keep saying that? We're talking with our teams, and we're talking about the month supply of inventory. Typically, a um, even market or a seller's neutral market is what six months supply mm -hmm. of um inventory and we haven't been at that level in a, a very while. long time <laughs> <laughs> since 2000 Ooh, before that mm -hmm. well so it's basically just been a seller's game up until this point now we will also take a look at the supply let me look at this one and I think there's that stat that you just showed there is probably the most key indicator when it comes to combating what Elon Musk just said about the crashes coming and stuff like that is saying that there's little to no inventory. So people are sitting on so much equity as it is right now that people yeah. forget that the crash can't happen. It's inevitable because there's not enough inventory to keep overhead or the people that are also waiting for the foreclosure boom that may not be coming of course yeah yeah i mean this this chart just like blew me away i think we're sitting mm -hmm. at currently right now we're at 94 um, thousand listings active listings all property types in florida um, and you look at 2008 we're at about 375 um, so mm -hmm. we just need about you know 200 and <laughs> 15 more thousand listings to be back over mm -hmm. there and is this wild. is, and this is in a state where, um, we're gaining people on a, you know, we're 
people are moving to Florida every single day. Yeah. Yeah. Builders need to build more. That's all I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, like you drive, but I mean, there is still a lot of land in Florida. You know, I don't yeah. know. There still is a lot of places where they, where they can build. You just need to acquire it. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to say you drive around right now and you see like a bunch of for sale signs because I feel that way. Can you imagine if there was 2008 level of inventory, how many for sale signs there would be? Mm-hmm. I know. I was just talking about like there's vacant land. It's still yeah. vacant land in Florida. But yeah. yeah, yeah. If there's just for sale signs every other street. Oh my God. Right now you look in a community and then you're lucky if there's like four reasonable comps. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. It's a good point. Especially right and now. Like, right now, you even know, even have to go past what typically what were we running like three month comps. Yeah. Now we're running we, probably six or eight to try to find feasible ones. Obviously, with the inventory that on a decrease since. I mean, we had a spike up for a little bit based off of the last chart you showed, but. Um, but it all, also we're kind of in that season where we're probably yeah. going to see a little bit more listings, and then Hopefully. they're just going to. De- they're going to decree like they're going to go down decrease like probably like the end of like the fourth quarter. Yeah. So we'll see. Mm -hmm. Can I just say that I literally have no idea what the feds plan is. Like I don't, Mm -hmm. I do not understand what they could possibly be thinking. And I am more than happy to take commentary on this because I literally don't know. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to increase interest rates. Mm-hmm. We know that how that's going to affect the market in terms of mortgages and the interest rates that are being offered to consumers. So we're just going to keep hiking those up to decrease demand. Mm-hmm. But we still have less supply than there is demand. Right. And right. now people don't want to list their homes because of how high interest rates. Right. And how high interest off. rates are. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. You're just like furthering the issue. I feel like I've already talked about this like four times on the show, but like. Yeah. What is the purpose? Like, what is the goal? Who's got the big brain idea? What part am I missing? Because it seems like it's just persisting the issue further. So I don't mm. know if they're necessarily looking just at real estate, though. They're also looking Fair. at... They have the entire economy to worry about. I they're get looking... It. Yeah. yeah. We're like, we're in the real estate industry, <laughs> and that's all that we're, like, caring about. But, like, they're also looking at, you know, other prices. And I think it was in January... Oh, no, maybe it wasn't January. Maybe it was the fourth quarter. One of the, like when they started hiking hard um, towards the end of last year, they said that they wanted. But basically, they said they wanted people to lose their jobs. So right no, now, I get that. Yeah, they need unemployment right. to increase. I understand that. Right. People are going to sell their homes. They're going to wait right. until they get foreclosed on if unemployment really becomes that big of an issue, right? Yeah, I don't know. So, I guess maybe they'll sell them if they need the money. I think, uh, man, I think that they stopped though. I think this was, that was this, this was the last one. But I it, was even just if reading an article last here, night, like a sixty percent chance that they do another quarter hike. Oh, just <laughs> exactly, exactly. And we're heading into summer market. That's what got me thinking about it. Like we're all anticipating. Yeah. Inventory is going to pick up at least a little bit. We're already in summer market. I don't know why we're still saying heading into. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're in summer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is now summer. Yeah. We're halfway the almost halfway through the yeah, we're almost halfway through the year. To put it's that insane. in perspective. Yeah, 
That was a. I did not know that we'd have this show uh, at the beginning of the year. So here we are. Oh, how cute! How far we've come. <laughs> but yeah, I think that. I mean, I I still think that they're not going to raise rates. I think we're done. Yeah. You are I don't know what right stat now. that you came up with of data, you know, came up with a 60% I read an chance. article and they pulled their stats from uptheirass.com <laughs> <laughs> and they said, yeah, yeah, no, I don't know. I think it's just counterintuitive, but well, we, if I can share a secret years. with you guys, I failed econ. <laughs> Proud of you. Micro or, micro or macro? Micro. <laughs> Mm. Macro, you got. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't take it. I failed micro, and I was like, I'm done. I'm not <laughs> doing that. <again>. <laughs> <laughs> that stuff always interests me, and and like, I had some interest in that stuff. I think it's interesting. I think it's mm. super interesting. I just could not. I don't know. I need you like to tell it to those... me in like word problems. Yeah, like I, which you can now with just Chat GBT, Just saying, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you can like type in like a Twitter thread and be like, "Explain this to me, like I'm five. No way. Yeah, yeah. Dang, it's crazy. So there you go, Sam. There you go. But yeah. I mean, I think that yeah, they're just trying to because the core inflation went up mm-hmm. month over month or year over year, or whatever it was, um, a couple of days ago. At least that data. That data you know, Dada. came out. Mm. And so they're probably looking at that. Um, but I think that we're at least paused. And if we've paused for the year, I think we're, it's going to be a really busy year. Mm. People now are used to six and sevens. That's true. We're here. People are yeah. used to six for sure. We're here. Yeah. Well, they said, so like Lawrence the- Young came out and said that six and a half percent is a bar. Yeah. I think yeah. that's the balance beam. If it goes below that six and a half again, people will influx back in again. I wish I had the mortgage application chart pulled out mm-hmm. and just see what that what that looked like. Um, I don't even know where to find that. A bunch chart, more data that like we people... need to look at with percentages that people make up. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. BS statistics: twenty seven point five more per, more percentages of people are submitting applications. Yep. Yeah. Wow, that wasn't English. Cut that. Cut. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, enough about real estate, though. I think that we've all kind of had a week. Uh, Sam's basically on vacation mode. I'm not. Already. I'm not on vacation. I never go on vacation. That's my entire personality. So but where are you going yeah. this month? I feel it. I mean, does do we even take real vacations in real estate? Let's no, there's no real vacations. No, everyone yeah. knows that you get busier on vacation. Yeah. Yeah. If you ever want yeah. to read Sam's gonna presentations. be slammed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's never going to sleep in Europe. She's just going to be up all night because of the time difference, responding to mm-hmm. agents all day. Yeah. So it's going to be, be okay. It'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, vacations are the worst in real estate. I think we were, we were just talking about that before we hit record, right? There's no real days off. Mm-mm. and there's That's this like deep-seated anxiety in the profession mm-hmm. and i think it must be any sales job i haven't had too many other sales jobs but it must be because if you're not working you're not earning it's not like yeah a nine to five where you clock in clock out get pto that's not what real estate is 
most sales jobs are nine to five. Like most sales jobs are generally nine to five, not real estate Mm -hmm. where we're like on other people's times, weekends after five o'clock, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I'm thinking about like car dealerships. Those people are freaking 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. on their feet. (laughs) (laughs) The one industry outlier. Here we go. Pharmaceutical sales. Nine to five. Um, That's after hours. They're still within. I feel like they're still within scope of at least they nine to five weekends. I have that was what I was pursuing prior. No valid reason to have brought up for <laughs> I just assume <laughs> they've got to work when doctors aren't working, right? Or I are mean, working. most of it happens. Yeah, it happens within business hours <laughs> most of the time. I will, that like, was what I was pursuing. Fun fact: uh, prior to real estate, was going into med sales. Ah, so, I th- hear that it's very lucrative. That was one of the in what sales? big industries I wanted to get into prior to real estate, but like that medical. was exclusively oh, medical. medical device sales. Yeah, my friend, my friend uh, is in that, and uh, yeah, yes, very it's lucrative. Highly an exclusive club of people of who you know type yeah. industry. It's very much so. like a networking gig. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I have a friend that's in franchise sales, and oh, okay, same thing. Have mm-hmm. you guys always been in sales positions? Like, is that no? no. You're just naturally salespeople. No, I'm not a salesperson. Mm-mm. No, <laughs> I was I'm operations and operations and hospitality before. Right. We are in customer service, and we are knowledge people. Yeah, yeah. Mm. No, I get that. <laughs> no, not I. I guess um, before, in between hospitality and real estate, yeah, I did have my own company. I guess I had to sales so sure yeah yeah um, but i don't think mm-hmm. i would have another career outside of sales like it would be sales Mm-mm. forever <laughs> so having done real estate like you would never go out of a sales job like, after never, this? i don't know if i would ever go ever go just be like, if someone was like hey you're gonna make double what you make here but it's salary i'd be like oh, mm-hmm. i don't know because you never know what you can get in and sales and sales position. right yeah you know that's like a gambling addiction robbie <laughs> <laughs> guarantee you double what you make now and you go no because you never know <laughs> you can always you know hit red yeah. that's a fair double down maybe i do have a problem yeah exactly. i don't even gamble so like i don't know yeah I don't even know it's what. So bad is, today. <laughs> we keep taking off. Is like the AC not down today? Or is like the computer just keeps warming I'll up? I'll try or to what? fan it. <laughs> there is a, a platform that you can put it on that is a fan. It's like hanging in the fucking air. Mm. There's no reason it's, it's hot. lifting off. <laughs> That's what it's doing. <laughs> Next time you have a extra five six hundred dollars of splurge money, you should just reinvest. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, we can cut that, right? What's the next one you have? Yeah, moving on. We'll talk about, um, you know, besides real estate, we all have our personal lives, <laughs> I think. <laughs> <laughs> Passion outside of real estate. Sean. Um, you know what? I usually find my off time on the golf course or just honestly just spending time out and especially when it comes to our position 
we are, are, I mean, as far as our leadership and the most part of it, I mean, working from home has been a new adaptation for me working in a work from home setting. So getting out, playing golf, going out to concerts, sporting venues, stuff like that. Like that's something I just find my own peace through doing that. And then you're a big concert person. Yes. Yeah. Me and my wife. I remember you told me a number, um, a stat. And it was 107. Yeah. It was 100. I think this was 20. Was this 2018, 2019? Me and my wife did uh, 107 bands and artists in one year. That's amazing. We did three festivals. So we were bouncing back and forth. So we did live music people. Sorry? What? Are you guys live music people? Yes. Like you go to a restaurant and you're like, if you know you're gonna spend hundred hundred fifty dollars at a restaurant and you're like yep i want to sit next to this guy that's i don't know if i want to sit next to him (laughs) it is nice little ambiance to have like not just dead air if you're like in the very back corner and you can actually hear each other talking and there's music playing then it's really fine but i am going to be deaf by the time i'm 30 which is in a mere six months Mm -hmm. and i can't hear you if there's music in the restaurant like that yeah yeah. Speaking of which, the hands down the worst experience, not to throw this very well-known restaurant under the bus, but um, we went out to dinner one night and it was myself, my wife, and the in-laws that we were at Disney Springs at STK. Have you ever been to an STK? No. Never. No. We walk into this t- Disney Springs and there's a full-blown DJ in there on the first <laughs> floor. I could not talk to the hostess to tell her my name because it was so loud out there. And then, of course, my father-in-law at the time, my father-in-law basically was talking to her very close to her, basically cupping her ear. Is there anywhere else that we can go and sit where it's a little quieter? She's like, yeah, we'll take you upstairs. It's like maybe two notches down on the volume button, (laughs) but it's still just the same music at the same volume. So sitting in a restaurant to where... There's like no conversation happening across the table. That was so painful. awkward. And you guys so, are just like jamming out to like EDM yes. while you eat. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I was listening to the That's entire time. Literally my nightmare out of life. <laughs> really? You're not into EDM at all? Not your thing? Mm. No. Mm-hmm. Gotta be the right not. setting for it. Mm-hmm. No, I'm more, I go to uh, festivals. That's like my, when I yeah. take time off, I'm out of so festival. Okeechobee Festival. Are you there? No, mm-hmm. I'm not going to Okeechobee. And I just heard this past weekend that somebody died there last year. So I don't know if there will ever be oh, an fun. Okeechobee again. Oh my gosh. I didn't know that. Yeah. Hmm. Do you go to Tortuga? No. Different kinds of festivals, Robbie. That's a, such I mean, a is fun that country. country? I don't know. I've never been. It's a little bit of a mixture of Is both. that just country? Um, predominantly, yes. But they've had other Wait, bands Wait, Sam, like... I thought you liked country music. I love country music, but I don't go to like... Country. It's worth going music. once if you've never done that Tortuga Music Festival in Los Olas in it? Fort Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale. I've actually only spent, I've barely spent any time on that side of Florida. Mm. Susie hates concerts what? with a passion. So um, when we first started dating, we always went to where we where me and my roommates lived we lived basically next to like not next to 
couple miles away from an outdoor theater to like an outdoor theater that all the country concerts were at. Mm-hmm. So like we would just go, you tailgate, and then we'd go to like the main act. Like there'd be three people before we never yeah. made it to like the three people prior to whatever. You know, if it was Kenny Chesney or whatever it was. And then that was it. But she hate, hates country concerts. Why? What's her <laughs> reasoning? Um, I wish I could ask her. Uh, honestly, I think it's just like the uh, like outside. It, like you're just like maybe it's just like we hate live music. So like there's that. I like country mm-hmm. concerts. Ah, right. That's that makes it. sense. You Not hate it. live music. Yeah, that right. would be the kicker. <laughs> yeah. I, I know, like I like country concerts. I have a good time mm-hmm. at country concerts. If it's like if it's like a childhood band that I like grew up listening to, like I'm gonna go to it and I'm gonna have yeah. a good time. But. Right. Um, it's not going to be with my was- Yeah. <sighs> we should I know that this was my topic. It was my suggestion. I really, I don't, I don't know. I don't. Real estate. That's really like hobbies. fires me up. Yeah, hobbies. hobbies. Like things that I do for fun. I'm a reality TV junkie. I love going to the beach. Mm-hmm. That's one of my main reasons for moving to Florida. I love being outside and on the water. So like, do you actually go to the morning. beach? Like you live in Florida? Yeah. And you go to the beach all the time? Yeah. That's so weird. I would go a lot more if I lived closer, but it's like half an hour to like my favorite beach. So you have to have at least a good chunk of day. Do you not go to the beach? Do you guys not? Yeah. Well, what's your favorite, not wait, what's your favorite beach? beach? <clears throat> Never I know that this is going to be highly contested, so I just want to make it clear. I do not care what your opinion is. This is my favorite <laughs> beach, and you cannot take it away from me. I love St. Pete Beach. It's easy to park yeah. there. It's wide enough that like it doesn't matter how many people are there. There's really close conveniences if I need to use a restroom or like get a beer. Easy peasy. The best, like prettiest beach down in Sarasota, hands down. Siesta Key is gorgeous. Siesta Key. But St. Pete Beach down. is just as fine. <clears throat> I love St. Pete. Just as fine. I love St. Pete yeah. Beach. Grew up there. A lot of childhood memories there. Close mm. to my heart. It's kind of trashy. Like if you really get down to it. I was mm. too young to really sure. remember yeah. have those memories and i like lived in illinois i'm like this is the beach this is the life you know this is mm-hmm. what everyone wants in their life and then i, I moved to florida and i never go to the beach. you never go yeah no i live a mile away uh, Susie goes every morning but i don't go to the beach you live a mile away and you never go uh run to the beach um don't go on the beach I go on to like the boardwalk or whatever that is yeah. wild to me Oh, yeah, no. I'm kind of landlocked here. There's sand everywhere. It's still close it's enough. Like you but... drive there, it's in your car for like weeks until you vacuum it out. It's just a mess. Mm. Then you sit on the beach, it's just like gets in like every crevices. Yeah. Yeah. Just like it's I will everywhere. say Josh hates the beach. We get there and he's like, what are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> no, what? <laughs> there's like no shade. It's just like if you go, if you go at like noon, there's just like no shade and like. What are you gonna do? Drag a tent out to the beach, like mm-hmm. an umbrella. Like, okay, drag an umbrella out to the beach. I will say I don't have to go out. for very long. Like you don't have to be yeah. there for a long time. Two hours is pretty much like max capacity for me. I'm very pale, but like that's enough. Yeah. You like sweat. You get salty. Like it's just like a, a vibe. No, now, I don't mind like just like going, going into the ocean, then leaving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Then you're I'm just wet gonna... in your car, sticky. You're not sticky. Hmm. Oh my you're god, salty. you're so sticky. You're so sticky. 
<laughs> That's one of my things. I can't be sticky. I think I'm um, slightly. Don't get it. Nobody get. What's the word? Insulted by this. I do think that I'm slightly autistic. I have like a sensory thing. I can't mm. be. I can't have that feeling on me. I will freak out. <laughs> yeah, maybe I don't get sticky at the beach. I don't know, but. I also don't go to the beach. That's true. You've never been. (laughs) Valid. (laughs) Valid. All right. Cool. Well, this is, we're just wrapping it up this week with some possible (laughs) would you rathers if Sean has them. Yeah, I have some just based off of what we were talking about earlier. There's one that was kind of going hand in hand with our kind of Airbnb talk, but um, I wanted to kind of base Mm. this week's around more like Florida based areas to where what you guys see as something you would prefer. So our weekly episode of Sam versus Robbie commences with, okay. uh, would you rather work in a market where vacation rentals are highly lucrative, like the Florida Keys, or in a market with long-term rentals that provide more stable income? That is a really good question. Um, I'm going to say the keys because the price points are probably hella high. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The hard thing is with the keys and it's, this is maybe based off of some of the agents that I have and versus the, some of the agents that I've interacted with in the past is it's a very old school who, you know, type mm. market down there. So like the people that are just coming into real estate, they don't really have anything yeah. to stand on unless yeah. Um, unless you're being provided leads and they don't know any different, but um, that's one of those markets. I kind of want to change my answer. Sorry, I was going to say the other one, Rob. I was going to say like long term. Yes, and because I think that I would be. Um, I think it's a lot easier not to give advice, but have a. a <laughs> Professional, give your professional op- opinion opinion yeah. about um like i can find long-term rental comps all day long and i can even probably but like short term yeah. no clue yeah mm-hmm. and most of the time a lot of people like lose money for the first year because mm-hmm. you know yep. you have to build up that clientele so mm-hmm. sure. in short-term rentals not mm-hmm. long-term rentals so i can be like your taxes are this, your insurance is this, this is what your mortgage, if you have one, and this is what I can rent it up with. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. I ran a property management company for two years, so I know long-term rentals a lot better than I know short-term rentals. And I find it incredibly difficult to find data on short-term rentals. That's reliable. So True. if I truly wanted to serve a client well, I think it would have to be long-term. Yeah. Did we just agree, Robbie? I we did for like I think we trans- in a row. I think we but transitioned we- his answer. <laughs> he talked himself out of it. He doesn't I even talk- need us anymore. <laughs> as I, as this I is just like, going to be Robbie versus Robbie from now on. <laughs> as I gave it, as I gave it, I was strictly thinking about like the higher price points. And then I'm like, wait a second. I would, was not even <laughs> listening to the question. So anyways, yeah. Long-term rentals all day for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, so I got two more and this one is kind of based off of a little bit different type market. And maybe it's not necessarily a market that you guys know about, but you may I know about all have, a, have a thought <laughs> in this, would you rather? Um, so 
would you rather handle a fast paced market in kind of downtown Miami where trends tend to change rapidly or a serene beachfront property like Destin who is known for their stability? I don't think I can handle Miami. Hmm. I think I'm way too high strung. I hate, um, so I'm assuming, I mean, based on my knowledge of Miami, Sam, we're good green again. But I think that I just wouldn't do well in Miami. Personally, I don't like cities. So there's that. But like a beach town, sure, I can vibe with that. But you would never go to the beach. No. <laughs> <laughs> I would sell all of the beachfront property, but you know what? Never step you forward. You guys go outside. Yeah. I'll be inside. I'm going to be in the AC. <laughs> I need the cold guys. Like I'm like, my blood is, my blood (laughs) is still built for the cold weather. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't think I can hang in, in Miami. What would you pick Sean? Um, What would you pick in the first answer, Sean? Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. I, well, I guess now see the, the Florida keys thing would be a little bit different mainly because from like a new agent standpoint, but, Long-term rentals, obviously, for the reason that you guys were talking about, maybe way easier. Even though I had a lot of proprioception on what short-term rental markets looked like when I worked in Kissimmee, Davenport, any of the Disney-related areas in the old market where I worked at. Um, mm. So there was a lot more involved in getting those P&L statements and trying to figure out what the annual revenue was going to look like and all of that kind of stuff. So that was very difficult. Whereas long-term rentals, I can I can do those any day of the week. Those are easy as could be. Well, not necessarily easy, but like obviously it would help out. But um, the second one, as far as Miami, I I think the competitiveness of Miami is just difficult in and of itself. Um, obviously, there's vast areas that you can kind of turn them to if they get exhausted about the highly competitiveness of it. Um, so the little bit more serene beachfront, obviously I wouldn't invite Robbie down to the beachfront properties, but, um, I think I would do like kind of that destined area rather than the craziness of Miami, mainly for that reason. hundred percent. But everyone agrees. Let's go. Yeah. Two for two. (laughs) Um, the last one, the last one's not going to be as easy. So, <laughs> I'm just soaring over here. Now we're in sky diving. Off again. <laughs> soaring. All right. So, flying. our last one is, would you rather adapt to um, your business model to kind of cater the influx of remote workers towards like places like Tampa, Orlando, Jacksonville for these remote workers that they want to be in a place to where they feel comfortable in or would you want to like leverage the retirement aspect of like the villages Sarasota those kind of markets there can you repeat that yeah so just just so 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 would I want to leverage the remote workers or old people right yeah basically just professionals or yeah exactly or or old people or the old people in the retirement communities. Senior citizens, so. as we will respectfully refer to them as. Hope sure. I am obsessed with old people. 
Like you guys know this. I would have freaking mm-hmm. crushed it in any of the retirement communities. The villages yep. would have been my calling. It was your doubts about it. I also think old people would be, I would crush it, but I would have a lot more fun doing young professionals mm-hmm. all day. Just imagine how many cards you would get on Easter if you only worked with senior citizens. This is true. It's going to be our our, mas- our mission to pull Robbie to the other side because I would take right. retirement community people all day. That's where I grew up was in and around the villages area. So even though I was born in Georgia or born in Florida and Georgia, um, the retirement aspect of it, I love like something about those older people. Like not to say it's going to be one of those markets that once they do pass off, that there's obviously an opportunity to sweep in. Young professionals are taking it over. Right. Just a rotating door. Not necessarily. They're they're in a retirement community. So obviously they can't. Influx in there, even though it's the villages on. is now the village is now expanding to a single family resident area. So now they have, no mm-hmm. yep, Middleton. I think is the new community that's around there. How so funny of a name, yep. Middleton. The in between Middleton. village. Yeah, <laughs> that's it, the Middleton. Even though it's on the outskirts of it, it's it's basically just built and catered around those people that work in the villages. And for the villages to have their kids go to that villages charter school that's there. So interesting. Yeah, I mean, again, I'm gonna stick with the young professionals uh, mainly just because they're gonna be around a lot longer. And um, you know, um, even though I vibe, I probably would vibe with you know the retirement com- the re- retired community. Mm-hmm. I'm here for the, the turnover is not gonna time. be as great though. What do you mean? You're going to have those young professionals like staying in that house for sure. much longer. The retirement sure. community is obviously true? is going to have its like own turnover. Once you buy your retirement house, you probably stay there until you, you know, but a young professional moves pretty frequently. Every five years. I'm there. Who are they going to call? Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> no hesitation all right and then like if they like if you know the man this is this is this is dark but i mean like you know who's gonna if you sell somebody a house and then they pass away then like you have to like who are they gonna call not you probably like their daughter's best no no no. you don't understand the market (laughs) you have to get in with the whole family Yep. You have to be so beloved that you're invited to like Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. Those housewarming but parties in there are going to be lit. What's yes. his face? Um, our friend Joe, who lived in like a trailer and you went under contract like four times. Like, you know, you know what I'm talking about? The story that you made like a couple weeks ago. Never mind. Was this the dog story? No. No. Her like worst closing. Oh, the one that didn't mm. happen. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it yeah, did yeah. happen yeah. eventually. It did eventually. Happen. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I got you. I thought you were talking to Sean. I was like, I've never heard this story before in my life. What happened, Sean? <laughs> no, you tell me. I knew it wasn't a story uh, about me. Yeah, that was a tough one for yeah. Robbie. I knew my answer right away. <laughs> so, yeah, that was. That couldn't was pull him into this side. We tried. We did try. We tried. Anyways, 
I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll die on that hill all day long. Is there any more? Is there any more? <laughs> no, pun intended. <laughs> Way to rub it in, Robbie. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, Sean, is there any more? Yeah, that's all I got for is this week. So we went three for four. That's not or bad. We're three. getting better. Two for three. Two for mm-hmm. three. Two for yeah. three. Yeah. Yep. And I don't know when the next full moon is, so maybe, maybe in that, that's when it'll all align and we'll all have. Well, Sam's gonna be gone for like. Yeah. Right. Next week's gonna be our last chance for a while. That's it. We got this. Yeah, we're good. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning in for another week of Between Us Agents, and we will see you next time. Cut.